Good day to you ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Film Focus episode 48, The Black Panther Review. the north, south, east, and west, and welcome to another episode of Film Focus. I am your host, the Hypersonic 55, and I'm glad that you decided to join me once again for some film-related discussion. And good gravy, today is an important day for me. I have been waiting to do this review for weeks, months, years. Honestly, I didn't think this day would come. Oh, actually, no. Tell a lie. I knew this day would come. I have been waiting for it for so long, but the wait was so agonizing. I just... I didn't know if it was going to happen or not. But anyway, here we are. It's February in 2018, and Black Panther has been released in the UK. So at the time of this recording, it is currently out over here in the UK. It's been out since Tuesday. Today is Thursday, and I have seen the film twice. And... Ha <laughs> ha... Uh, if you can tell already, I'm in a good mood. Um, yeah, because the film's good. It's good. And uh, yeah, I wanted to see the film again just to make sure my thoughts were clear and, you know, on point. And my thoughts on the film are unchanged. But before I get into the film, I do have to apologize to anybody who's, like, you know, following the podcast at the moment because we've been off for just over a month now. And yeah, I think it's been about, what, 30 days? So around a month. And I have to apologize just. January to February was just a fairly quiet month. There wasn't really much for me to review, and even though I had some topics in the timeline to go about and put out, they just weren't fully formed for me to go about and, you know, put them out there in the world, so I apologize. But, yeah. We got some topics to cover a few things before, like, you know, some of the films kick off in March in a few weeks. So, yeah, there's that. But anyway, back to Black Panther. Um, ho ho. If you guys have followed this podcast since the beginning, and I mean the very beginning because back in 2016 when I started this podcast, the first episode I did was on Captain America Civil War, and then also did a spoiler-based episode on Civil War afterwards, and if you remember that episode, I completely gushed about how great Black Panther was implemented into that film and how great of a character debut he had, because... In my opinion, he's had one of the best, like, you know, character debuts in any superhero film just ever. Up there with Wesley Snipes as Blade in Blade, or Hugh Jackman as Wolverine in the first X-Men film, or Heath Ledger as the Joker in The Dark Knight. There are a handful of actors who have portrayed some of these, you know, superhero-related characters and have had just that wonderful opening scene or wonderful moment where that character is introduced and they leave that impression on you where you're just like, I'm in for a good time with this character. And the same rule applies to Black Panther. Even though we saw Chadwick Boseman outside of the suit beforehand and he was pretty cool, seeing him in the Black Panther costume fighting Bucky on top of that building when he just shows up, jumps on his back and he just brings out the claws. Hype! 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 
still get jazzed about that film every time I see it. So yeah, obviously when the Black Panther film was like announced and we heard that Ryan Coogler was going to be part of it and then we saw this insane cast of black people being assembled, you know, from Angela Bassett to Forrest Whitaker to Lupita Nyong'o, Michael B. Jordan, uh, Denai Guerrero, like, <laughs> you're like, what is going on? Marvel assembling like, you know, some of these most incredibly talented people from all areas of film and television and... The trailer started, everybody started to get hyped. I've never seen so much hype around like a Marvel film like this since probably Civil War. And yeah, like all the uh, interviews that I'd heard and like, um, you know, read online, all the stuff that Ryan Coogler and Kevin Feige were saying about this film, how important it was to get the source material right, adapt all this stuff and give characters of diversity, like, you know, is it uh, a place on the big screen in like, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I was hyped, I was hyped, I was hyped, and then all the people that got to see the film early, they were saying it's good, so again, hyped, 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 and then I said, yo, I'm not going to be able to see this film on opening day because I'm working, but then because I had the most amazing friend ever, she covered me at work, so I got to see it on opening day, and boy, good time, good time. And I would have seen it again yesterday, but I was too tired after work, so I was like, nah, man, I'll wait and watch it again today. So today is the 15th of February, and I've seen the film twice, and good gravy, I, I like this film, I like this film. Uh, if you wanted to stop the podcast here, which please don't, but if you did want to, you know, stop it here, let it be known that Black Panther is a damn good film, y'all should go see it. But if you need some more convincing, allow me to continue. So, this is a spoiler-free episode. I'm not going to touch upon any of that spoiler stuff because this is a film I want you to see as fresh as possible. Watch as little of the marketing as possible. It doesn't give away too much, but if you can go in there completely clean, do so. Because this is an experience that you'll have a good time with. So, as per usual... I'm going to talk about the story, characters, presentation, and my overall thoughts towards the end. So, without further ado, let's jump into this thing. Alright, so the plot of Black Panther can be described as the following. This film takes place about a week after the events of Civil War and sees T'Challa return to his home of Wakanda, but finds his sovereignty challenged by a long-term adversary in a conflict that has global consequences. And that is basically the gist of the film without going into the area of spoilers. I enjoyed this film quite a lot. It was a layered, complex, yet fun, interesting, and intriguing experience. And while a lot of stuff happens over several different locations and some of the story elements have global ramifications, it felt suitably scaled to what was happening in the story and revolved around the key characters in the right way. And the story dealt with some interesting issues relating to family, power and control, revenge, secrets and lies and the trials and tribulations that come with being a king and there was also some interesting commentary on black history and current topics and all of these issues were handled really well with care and attention and weren't overbearing there was just the right amount of material given to each of these different topics to be you know relevant throughout the entire film and i just enjoyed seeing the progression of the child's character from civil war to where we are now 
what kind of decisions he has to make as a person sort of thrust into a position of not only being king but also being Black Panther and what kind of decisions he has to make in terms of upholding the laws and traditions that have come before him but also potentially making changes that could benefit like you know his nation but also cause disruption among some of the higher-ups and also seeing the history of Wakanda learning about it how it's been closed off from the Marvel Cinematic Universe and learning about the history of the Black Panther all that stuff is incorporated into the film in such a wonderful fashion and just like the way we're introduced to Asgard in the Thor films learning about that history it's layered and there's so much more to discover you feel like you're just scratching the surface but you want to learn more and yet they leave the door open for so much more to learn and I love it and this film whew, dramatic drama tension Whew. this film made me feel things i haven't felt in a marvel film for a while or just ever the interesting thing about the marvel cinematic universe is as it's progressed there have been attempts to go about and take things further into more interesting places in terms of like i said before genre and story but also going deeper into the character material and this must be one of the most character driven films that we've seen in the mcu so far Everything that happened in the film had a purpose and affected the main characters as the story progressed. There was so much drama and emotional moments that happened and when they kicked in they had so much impact. This is some of my favourite stuff I've seen since like Iron Man number one or Thor number one. Yeah, this is just like the best kind of solo film that you can ask for in the superhero genre and the tension. Because of what happens to some of these characters, it leads to some really tense moments. Whether it be, you know, just really heated arguments or certain revelations or during certain fight sequences. The dramatic weight and revelations that happen and, you know, just the way in which um, some of these people square off. Whew, mate, I felt my heart beating. Sometimes I felt like the air was leaving my guts and I just forgot to breathe. The drama in this film was real and, oh man... I didn't know I could feel this way in a superhero film, but it worked really, really well. And after the film was over, I felt like I needed to take some time just to breathe and remember and to process what I just watched because I was emotionally gripped the whole way through. And one of the other things I really liked about the film was, even though I only have, a, I guess, a small amount of knowledge when it comes to the Black Panther mythology, and uh, you know source material because I've never really read any of the comics the only information I ever knew about Black Panther was from I think was it Ultimate Avengers the animated film from 2006 I think um, playing Marvel Ultimate Alliance and watching Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes so that's the majority of my collective knowledge from there and obviously the stuff I've like you know researched on Wikipedia since about I don't know 2008 or 9 but yeah to see how much of the you know baseline material that they were able to adapt from the comics and put into the film in such a concise yet noteworthy manner really good also you can tell this is a ryan coogler film i have watched both fruitvale station and creed really love both and he has a misstep in this film as well there's certain ways that he directs certain scenes where it just feels tonally like what he's done beforehand the direction is strong, scenes are done with a certain level of confidence and bravado that just feels right. And even though you can tell that 
this is a Ryan Coogler film, he definitely makes it fit within the context of the larger MCU. And speaking of the MCU, there are ties to the larger Marvel Cinematic Universe. They are minor, but they are there for those who are paying attention. And I think that was a good thing, because some of these solo films, not all of them, but some of them have had a habit of, like, being a little too connected to the larger MCU. This film is primarily a self-contained episodic adventure and while watching Captain America Civil War will give you context for some of the stuff that happens in this film this is primarily a solo based adventure that you can watch without having watched any of the other Marvel films and you will not be lost you'll be having a good time and I think it was smart on Marvel's part to make sure that Black Panther had his own film to breathe let everything from this film fill out the entire film and not have any advertisements for anything going on in like the larger MCU. Oh yeah, just speaking about the tone, the way this film has proper embraced the whole African culture and had this balance between, you know, having these sort of traditional elements with the uh, characters, the costumes, the locations, but also, you know, having the more technological elements, obviously because of the vibranium and learning about the mines and the history and all that sort of stuff. Whew. They committed to that stuff 100% and it is gorgeous. I love it. So good. So yeah, do I have any beefs with the story? Do I have any quibbles? Do I have any nitpicks? I would say just a tiny few nitpicks I could pull out. There's certain characters who aren't around in the film as much as I would like and the handling of certain characters and story elements I wish was slightly different. But at the end of the day, that's just pulling at hairs. In the grand scheme of things, Black Panther has a very solid, really enjoyable story with a solid start, middle, and end. It's one of the most compelling and emotionally gripping films in the MCU so far, and easily one of the best entries story-wise in the MCU for ages. Alright, so now let's talk about that cast in good gravy. The cast of Black Panther are incredible. Everybody across the board was wonderful they all had a part to play and they all fit into the overall narrative they were all youthful memorable and fun and this is not to like bash any of the previous marvel films that have come before this but this must be the most effective cast of characters you know main secondary or otherwise that i've seen in the mcu so far everybody had purpose everybody whether their roles were like you know was it large or small all had purpose they were memorable and they were great and i just ah good stuff good so um (laughs) oh man you know what i've been like you know so subtle about my like appreciation for this film but as i started talking about in this podcast episode i'm starting to turn into a bit of a maniac so i'm gonna try and keep it reserved so i don't turn you guys completely off but please bear with me uh so anyway first things first let's talk about the main man my boy, Chadwick Boseman, who killed it as T'Challa, a.k.a. Black Panther. Since he showed up in Captain America Civil War, I knew that Boseman was a really good choice for this character. He left a very strong impression with this air of badassery, charisma, charm, uh, a strong sense of, like, you know, was it morals and justice. But also, when he was in, like, you know, Civil War, he was on a, you know, revenge path. Except in this film, we got to see much more of him. Less of the more stern and, you know, silent type. But 
this time we got to see more of his emotional side. We got to see more of a, an emotional spectrum with uh, T'Challa. We got to see him in a more playful and, um, you know, I guess more embarrassed, like, you know, is it way in some cases. Uh, we just got to see more sides of him. We also got to see him try to navigate his uh, new responsibilities as King of Wakanda and come into conflict with some of the people around him as to how to run this nation. And we also got to see him learn about his father and some of the past and question some of his decisions and be in a very vulnerable state. And I love seeing the man struggle. I don't know what it is about, like, you know, is it seeing superheroes struggle, but when they do, it just makes for much better storytelling, and this guy goes through a lot of stuff, and it's just handled really well, and Chadwick Boseman, I just love the guy, he's really, really good, just getting to see um, him act and just be likable, funny, powerful, and badass was just everything I could have ever wanted, but then comes Michael B. Jordan as Eric Killmonger, bloody hell! This guy was awesome. Killmonger is the main adversary in the film. He has an interesting backstory and villainous motivations. And while you hate the guy for some of the stuff that he does, the guy is quite smart, knows about his history, especially when it comes to black people. And some of the dialogue that he has, you won't not agree with some of the stuff that he's saying, even though he is in the wrong. Some of the stuff he comes out with, though, you're just like, I can't help but see your point of view. The guy is tactical and hella cool. He, there's an air about him that is just like, you know what, if I was a bad person, I'd want to be in your team. But yeah, the way he interacts with T'Challa and some of the other characters in the film is just great. He just has such great screen presence and when he's in the room, he almost steals every scene that he's in. And I think that is largely due to the fact that Michael B. Jordan is such an excellent actor. Okay, so besides Fantastic Four, yeah, like, you know, was it we can't completely sweep that film under the carpet. This guy has, like, sort of just come back in a really incredible way. If you look at Fantastic Four and then see him in this film, you wouldn't think that, like, you know, is it the same actor, but Michael B. Jordan has this coolness factor. But he also can do intimidating, aggressive, and, like, you know, powerful really, really well. In this film, he brings it so bad. He is one of the better villains that we have in the MCU and I think I could put him up there and like, you know, as the upper end of the MCU villains because his motivations are clear. He is a bad guy who thinks he's doing the right thing and he has so many great moments to show up so many other characters. <laughs> he's, he's good. I love the guy. Ugh. And the other badass that needs to be mentioned here is Denai Guerrero who plays Okoye, head of the Dora Milaje, who are essentially the bodyguards and top warriors of Wakanda. Now, when Guerrero was signed onto this film, I knew the people at Marvel had been paying attention to her from The Walking Dead and the sort of combat skills and, you know, screen presence that she brought to that show because in The Walking Dead, she plays Michonne, one of the fan favorite characters who happens to be one of the most badass people on that show because she is, like, you know, very cool, calm and collected, but also because she has such bad man skills with her katana. So I knew they were going to be putting her to work in this film to have, you know, some really good moments, but I was not prepared. I was not prepared for how much badassery they were going to give this character. Okoye is this 
wonderfully badass and absolutely awesome character. She is a very proud warrior. She's also, you know, the strong and silent type. Talks when she wants to, is quite sassy in occasions, and she's loyal. But she's also one of the sort of people you don't want to mess with. If you get into a fight with her, you are going to lose badly. She went about and kicked so much ass, messing up dudes left, right and center. She is the person you want to pick on your team straight away because she has so many amazing moments. She, oh, Guerrera just has that fire and intensity she brought to not only her fight sequences but also just to her dialogue and some of her exchanges with certain characters. You're just like, man, she's so cool. Also, I really like Nipita Nyong'o in this film as Nakia. She was quite good. At first I wondered how she factored into the film because there wasn't really that much information released about her character prior to the film coming out, but as I saw her character in the film, I really enjoyed her. She had a great rapport with the main characters and I liked what she brought to the story. And I don't want to tell you what her character is because it's just better to learn how that plays out in the film, but you know, besides Nyong'o being one of the most beautiful women in the history of existence, that face... Ooh, melts hearts man but other than that she just had like some really great moments you know was it on and off the battlefield and she was just really good and then there's Martin Freeman as Everett K. Ross I like the guy in Civil War but we only got a snippet of his character he seemed like just one of those sort of typical oh yeah I'm one of those higher up kind of guys in a suit that likes to give out sass and you know cause complications for you know people on a lower level but we got to see more of the character than I expected in this film. He played into the narrative more than I expected and I loved it. We got to see a little bit more about him as a person, learn about some of the you know past elements that come with his character and he had some great interaction with several of the main characters in the film and Freeman He's just a delightful actor. He brings a certain charm and energy to the roles that he's in and this film was no different. He was really good in this role. Letitia Wright, I also really liked as Shuri. At first I thought her character with her attitude and cocky nature would annoy me but as the film went on she ended up being one of my favourite characters because of her intelligence and the stuff that she creates and how she really does care for her family, her country, her brother and has these really great moments to stand out in the film as well whether it be like you know is it in a humorous way or in a more serious manner also Daniel Kaluuya I hope I'm saying his name correctly as Wakabi he was great his character had a rough history and seeing his character progress through the film was interesting to watch I just really liked him oh and my man Winston Duke as M'Baku I've always known about M'Baku mainly because of like his history in the comics and I think that uh, was it I think it was either a two-parter or like you know was it one episode I think it might have been a two-parter in the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes cartoon as Manape he was one of the like uh, you know was it opposing forces to Black Panther and he did play an interesting role in this film I think in a less aggressive manner um, or I guess less villainous manner in this film but M'Baku was really good he has such a great stage presence I mean screen presence should I say when he shows up he like literally steals the moments that he's in he's an imposing intimidating and aggressive kind of guy but also has these really great moments of humor as well Winston Duke was just really good definitely one of the best characters in the film for me very memorable Angela Bassett as Raymonda who's T'Challa's mother she was great 
Bassett is one of those sort of actresses that whenever you see her, you're just like, yep, I'm in for a good time. And she adds that dramatic flair that only she as an actress can. She has some really strong moments. And uh, Forrest Whitaker as Zuri was also quite good. He had some great moments with T'Challa and I enjoyed learning about the significance of his character, some of his history, and, you know, just when he was on screen, he had some just wonderful moments. And I also enjoyed, like, seeing Sterling K. Brown as Njobu. And finally, my man, my boy, Andy Serkis as Ulysses Claw. I love this dude. When I saw him in... Age of Ultron, he left a good impression. He was around just long enough for me to get a taste of the character. So I was thinking, okay, back in 2015, he's eventually going to show up in Black Panther, right? But this is long before Black Panther even had a solo film, but I was glad to see him return in this film. This time his character is, you know, you get a little bit more of him in this film. He seems to be a little bit more unhinged, but at the same time, he's still tactical and is, you know, was it calculated about the stuff that he does? But at the same time, he's just a lot funnier, a little bit more laid back and just, he's just a crazy man. He's a bit of a nut, but whenever he's on screen, he steals whatever, you know, is it screen time from other characters just because he is just so over the top and full of life. He's a nutcase that you'd want to hang around with, but, you know, within reason, because obviously he's a bad guy, so you'd end up being in some pretty hairy situations. And yeah, like, if there's any other cast members I haven't mentioned at this point, they're also really good. Just everybody in the main cast and just everybody in the film, damn good stuff. When it comes to the presentation, it was pretty solid. Visually, this film was really, really good. I love how the filmmakers were able to go about and bring Wakanda to life. They did such a great job of filming a lot of these, like, on-set locations, so you got to see... You know, Wakanda right in the heart of the city on the ground. So you got to see these stools and buildings, people running around so that this area felt like it was lived in. You also got to see just different areas of Wakanda, whether it was within the main city or like out in the grassy fields or out in the sort of snowy mountain areas. There's a lot to this nation, this chunk of Africa that we've never seen before. And it all has such a strong artistic direction. There's a great use of color and like some of the landscape shots are wonderful. You can really tell that this is a vast area with such a, you know, was it unique and wonderful sense of scope and culture to it. And the fact that it has so many various elements to it means that, you know, we've only seen just elements of it. I love the costume design, a very nice, varied amount of color and patterns and costumes were just lovely. Some of it traditional, some of it having like some more futuristic elements. I like the different designs of the Black Panther suits as well. They are all pretty cool. And just seeing the uh, main sort of city within Wakanda's like sort of central hub and how that has a balance of like traditional and like futuristic elements, good stuff. And the CGI was pretty solid throughout the film, especially for the uh, Black Panther transformation sequences and some of these you know, more fictional fight elements where, you know, these characters can't do these things and 
real lives that they've had like you know is it cgi implemented to go about and make these things happen and for the most part the cgi looks pretty good though there are certain points where the cgi didn't look as clean as it could have looked you know it just looked a little blurry or like a little fake looking but this is you're talking about five percent out of the entirety of the movie so these are sort of things that you could excuse but one of the things that the film handled really well was the action sequences whether you're talking about this really nice chase sequence that happens in the film which was handled really well with a lot of variation crashing smashing there was some nice creativity that went into that and there is some cool hand-to-hand combat scenes you know was it whether it involves like several people or just one-on-one fight scenes they were handled so well one of the problems that we have with certain action films these days is that they have too many cuts sometimes you can't really see what's going on or there's too many cuts between the action so that it doesn't flow properly but the action scenes were handled really well you had these nice long shots where you could see exactly what people were doing and they were edited together in such a way along with the music that they had such fire and intensity and because you knew what was at stake because of what was happening during these fight sequences they had so much more dramatic weight and tension and badassery when they were happening or just like you know drama and emotion and you're just feeling like you know tense and like sad and happy it's like whoo these fight scenes were really well done and i'm a sucker for you know hand-to-hand combat and like um old school weapon fighting so you know sword shield spears you got to see a number of different types of weapons being used whether they be old school or new school and the way in which they were implemented when they were put together was good stuff oh i was in love it was some damn good action in this film oh and one more quick thing adora milaje were just wicked i love those girls they are the best female warriors that I've seen in film for a while. And I really want to see them take on the Amazons from, you know, was it Wonder Woman? I think the Amazons might have an unfair advantage because I think they are like of a, they're not technically human. I think they're of like some sort of higher species of human or whatever they are. But um, I'd like to see them fight because those two would have like one heck of a battle the Dora Milaje versus the Amazon Warriors from Wonder Woman that'd be pretty sweet and the soundtrack oh my goodness the film score and the use of music in this film was wonderful it was just delicious so you have the film score being handled by Ludwig Goransson I hope that's how you say his name. I, I normally butcher films on this podcast all the time, so forgive me. But his film score had a nice varied sound to it that incorporated African instrumentation with vocals and a traditional orchestrated film score sound mixed in with sort of hip-hop beats in certain occasions as well. And sometimes these mixes on paper sound like they shouldn't work, but in the film, when you hear some of these beats being dropped alongside the orchestral soundtrack, It works in a really interesting kind of way and while Black Panther doesn't have a sort of like major you know is it theme like say I don't know um, the Avengers or Ant-Man or Captain America to a degree this film has certain moments where when the music kicks in especially when like Black Panther is doing something badass you're being like introduced to a certain area of the city in Wakanda it has these sort of moments when these sort of trumpets kick in and it sounds epic as hell man it sounds so beautiful and I swear on the second time watching it today the film score sounded even more incredible 
than it did the first time around. It just had this sort of triumphant, powerful, dramatic kind of sound that when things that were epic was happening, it was, you know, it worked on that level. When things were dramatic or sad or subtle, it had music for every emotional point in the film and it was really good. And um, I haven't listened to the whole of the Black Panther album produced by Kendrick Lamar yet, but the songs that I did hear that were in the film was good. Good stuff. So now it comes to the conclusion. And what did I think of Black Panther? Well, if you couldn't tell already, I really like Black Panther. Y'all should go and watch it. Now, it has to be noted, even though it's been said before, it has to be brought up again for those who are not aware. Black Panther is not the first major black superhero that we've had. Um, you know, it was in film at least anyway. You know, back in 1998, we had Blade. And after that, we had, at least in television, we had Luke Cage a few years ago, most recently Black Lightning, and if you want to count animated material, also had Static Shock in the, what, I think mid-2000s? mid But yeah, this is the first black superhero that's really sort of just jumped out of nowhere and just been like, BAM, here I am, and this is why you should pay attention to me. Black Panther already left his mark in Civil War, but this film has, you know, just taken it to the next level in terms of being a badass black superhero that everybody can like and enjoy. Black Panther as a film tells a really interesting and engaging story with drama, weight, intensity, character-driven material. And even though it is fairly serious, there also is a nice balance of humor in the film as well. Which I didn't mention in the story elements before, but this film has some pretty funny moments. And it came at just the right times. They weren't there to, you know, was it uh, offset some of the dramatic material in the film. It wasn't overbearing. It was used at the right times. And... It was just done really well. This is how humor should be implemented into my Marvel films. And again, I'm not one of those sort of guys that says, all of my Marvel films have to be super serious. Um, It's not about that. But at the same time, I can't help but feel like this is the kind of Marvel films I like. When there is a good balance of drama involved, but you also have humor to, like, you know, is it balance things out in the right kind of way. Black Panther is everything I wanted it to be, and then some. It surprised me. And the funny thing about Black Panther is I'm not absolutely like this destroyed by like the, its amazingness in terms of like, you know, the spectacle and wonderful craziness that I experienced with films like The Avengers and Captain America, Winter Soldier and Civil War. But this film has lit a fire inside my soul in a way I didn't expect. It feels like this film has stuck in my mind and my soul in a way that just... It's it's hard to describe. I don't know if it's just because I'm a black guy as well, but this film just feels important. Like it it it's come out at the right time. It was worth the wait. Hype was built, and it it paid off. And I'm probably gonna go out and watch this film again a few more times, maybe two, three, three more times. I'm hoping to see it in IMAX before any other film replaces it, because I want to experience this on a much bigger screen. So yeah. Let me wrap this up because I could talk about this film for ages, but I know you got places to be and so do I. So, to conclude, Black Panther, good stuff, check it out, you shouldn't be disappointed. And that will do it for another episode of Film Focus. Thank you for listening, if you've made it all the way to the end. And uh, if you have any thoughts that you'd like to share with me, please be sure to drop them in the comment section below or holler at me on Twitter where I am at Hypersonic55 or at FilmFocus55. If you want to um, holler at me via email, you can holler at me at 
thehypersonic 55 at gmail.com. Also, please be sure to check us out on iTunes. I would love some ratings, please, and some comments on there just to go about and elevate the status of the podcast. And uh, if you have any friends that do like listening to film-related stuff, please be sure to hit them up. That'll do it for another episode of Film Focus. Thank you for listening, and until the next time, this is the Hypersonic 55 signing out. Wakanda forever!